0: Hey guys, this is Kurt. And Logan. And we're here to talk about Battle Bards.
1: I thought we were here to talk about how you're a terrible father pimping out your son. What? 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 Nothing.
0: <laughs> okay. No, Battle Bards is great fantasy audio.
1: I would to know that. Only things I care about are cartoons, balloons, Star Wars, candy, opium, flames dogs, <laughs> Pokemon, video games, fireflies.
0: Do you even know what those are?
1: Existentialist paintings.
0: How do you even know how to say that?
1: The sound of farts, <laughs> ninjas, and electronics.
0: Okay, that's a lot to process. Farts? Really? Oh, but check this out. Lord Ardok is a
1: wooden fatigue symbol Bida October Mont First Day OUT with Mon Casa Buudon Fu Chitang
0: GALI asparos Oh scary <laughs> and this
1: Oh impressive!
2: You
0: can't deny this though.
2: Okay,
1: that's very cool.
0: Okay, Logan. So how much would you pay for that awesome audio?
1: 13.2
0: pesos? There's no such thing as .2 pesos. 1500
1: yen? 500 pinks? Republic credits.
0: That's not even real. That's Star Wars, Logan. Well, let me tell you. You go to BattleBars.com. You sign up for an account. And not only do you get that premium audio, but you can get a little something from us also. With the $10 and $25 packages, you get one free track with MFGCast1 as your coupon code. Buy a $50 or $100 package and get five free tracks with the code MFGCast2. That's a half of an album. For free, just for using that coupon code. Could it be any easier? Buy the $150 and $300 packages. Not only do you get most of Battle Bards fantasy audio, soundscapes, music, sound effects, etc., but you also get 10 free tracks with coupon code MFGCast3. A full album for free for using a coupon code from us. You're welcome.
1: I'll just buy that great audio right now.
0: Wait, but you have to, you have to ask your parents' permission before you buy
1: this. This is the MFG Cast, Dog Edition. <laughs> <laughs> and Kurt's face has already made this gimmick worth So how's it going, man? What's a good word?
0: (laughs) Well, I'm glad I left everything in good working order.
1: Hey, dude, we safely negotiated your release, so I think you kind of owe us, all right? Sweet, sweet. (laughs) I heard your captives took you to Gen Con. That must have been nice.
0: Yep, exactly. It was a lot of fun, and you guys will hear a lot about it.
1: What I actually wanted to quick do was give a quick spotlight uh, to a game called A Dog's Life. So a little amusing backstory in this one. We actually got an email to the old uh, GNU podcast email. And, of course, it's like one of those emails where it's like, oh, we love your show and enjoy listening to your episodes. I'm like, clearly you don't. <laughs> as this has been defunct for over a year. But it was actually for this game, A Dog's Life. And I was like, all right, it's a game about dogs. You now I'm kind of curious. And I did a little quick research on it. And what's crazy is this is actually a game from like almost like 10 years ago. They reworked it. Like, re-implemented a few ideas, cleaned a few things up, and it's made by, and I'm always worried about saying this name, Christoph Bollinger. Now, good. I was like, this name sounds a little familiar. And then upon a little more research, that's the guy that did Archipelago. Easily one of the most involving and awesome games I ever played. It was on my, uh, my 4X for a board game draft. And I'm like, wait a minute, the guy that did Archipelago... A complex game of player-driven economy and variable ending conditions, hidden scoring that all players can go on, and there's even a condition where the entire island can turn against you and the natives will exile you all. That guy made a game about being dogs. So yeah, I was and like...
0: You, <laughs> you can't judge that kind of thing either because you just never know. Like, Sorry to interrupt, but when we were at Gen Con and we uh, actually finally met up with Carla Kopp from uh, Weird Draft Games... Her first game was a little card game, about 16 cards, actually it's probably more, I can't remember the exact amount, so excuse me Carla for saying it, but her Super app, Super Hack Override where it was a nice little game that was super quick and didn't have, as, I mean it, there was a little more involvement in this game than you would expect from a little card game, but then we play tested her Stellar Leap game that she's working on and that thing is way more complicated than this little card game, you know? And she was telling me that, you know, she that a couple people were surprised that they she went from this game to that game. And I'm like, just because one person makes one game doesn't mean they can't, you know, either make something more complicated or less complicated or something that's totally off the grid from what they had before. So,
1: well, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, so, um, so just to be clear, when I said that, I was like, wait a minute, this the guy, because like I said, Archipelago is so high in my eyes. I was like, this guy made a game about being dogs. If he can make a game about, a, like, an economy and an island and a civilization with that level of detail, I, I got to see this thing. So mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, we will definitely be happy to check this game out. And, uh, and you know, I'm like, if it's cool, we'll do an episode about it. And here we are doing a quick little episode, and it is definitely cool. So here's the thing. Uh, the game of the goal Jesus Christ. That was really good. I'm <laughs> suffering from heat stroke. Don't mind me, everyone. The goal of the game is super simple. It's just like you got to get three bones, right? So, simple objective, how hard can that be? Well, here's what's awesome. To make the game interesting, it's actually a big board, right? There's all like different size shapes. It is like a point allocation game. But the thing is, the different dogs actually have these like action-driven decks. And they're actually asynchronous. So instead of just like rolling a die or whatever, different dogs have different amount of action points. They are better at doing certain things than others. And you're actually going around the board and you can, like, knock over trash cans and you might find food and stuff like that because your dog does have to eat because every turn you, like, lose a point of hunger, right? You have, like, a little track where there's, like, a dog bowl that notes, like, how much food you have. And if your dog actually passes out from hunger, he's taken to the shelter by, like, you know, concerned citizens. And then you have to, like, you know, do an an escape from the shelter, basically, or the pound, as it's called on the board. You can also like go to restaurants, and that's like a really good source for food. And sometimes they'll also give you bones. You can deliver newspapers. like You'll actually go to this newspaper stand, and there's all these little newspaper chits. And you have to flip it over to find out where your delivery target is. So again, another variable. You can actually fight other dogs for what they have. So say somebody's going to deliver a newspaper, your dog can actually go and rough him up. And scare him off, and like take the newspaper to do the deliver yourself. So there is a level of player interaction, somewhat aggressively so. And what?
0: So, so I have a question on that. Then I'm just looking at a board game geek, and they've got different types of dogs. So does the type of dog matter when it comes to the fighting? Then
1: yeah. So like, take for example, uh, there's one dog, Daisy. It's a whippet, like those really like uh, thin runner dogs, like basically like a, like a dog tracks almost. So it's, like, one of those things that she actually has the most movement. She gets nine action points. So she can move more than the other dogs and everything. But her fight stat is terrible. But there's also, like, Max the German Shepherd, who is also a police-trained dog, and he wrecks other dogs in fights. He's, like, the Braun Strowman of dogs. Nice. So, yeah, it's it's really awesome. And um, And then the other thing is... There's also another level of like player interaction and like evilness. There's two different things you can do to mess with other players. Uh, You can mark territory. You actually have a bladder stat (laughs) and you will go around drinking water from fountains to be able to replenish that. And you know, like when you're walking a dog and then it smells something in the grass and it jerks you back and the dog's like, no, this is where we're staying for a few minutes until it like marks the territory. That actually happens in game. If a dog ends, like goes, tries to go through a spot with another dog's marking, their turn ends. Like they get locked in that spot because nice. they're so preoccupied by
0: it. So, is there is there a point when it smells something completely disgusting and it rolls in it?
1: No, but it gets close because eventually there can be so much, uh, like pee all over the city that as you knock over trash cans, eventually, like if you knock over, like you run out of the trash can bits. Because you'll, like, use markers to know, like, this trash can has already been rummaged through. Basically, the city is like, all right, we've got to clean all this crap up. And everything gets wiped. All the dog pee, all the garbage on the board, everything. And it, like, is a reset state. Wow. And then, uh, and then the other thing is there's a dog catcher. Like, it's actually a little truck bit, you know, piece. And what you do is every turn you roll the die at the end of your round. And you can move the dog catcher truck. And if it ends adjacent to a dog, they have to flip over the top of their deck to see if they can escape it. And if it lands on them, they're just going to the pound. Nice. So it's actually pretty wild that dogs have these variable decks where you're going to get different types of results based on which one you're using to do which things. You know, so it's like... So this is the thing for me. Like, uh, you know, because like, I hear sometimes, like, you know, with certain games, like when you play it with kids and everything, for a gamer like when there's no choice or like decision space gamers sometimes get very bored gaming with their kids because they're like oh yeah cool i'm going down this line to get that thing but this game actually gives choices and decision space like if you get a newspaper and the thing is all the way on the other end of the map is it really worth going for you know you might be like "Nah, you know what i'm not gonna do that i'm just gonna go to the restaurant and hope to get a bone instead you know or like playing up to your powers like based on who you're using trying to do more things you know
0: yeah, so it might it might have been something where it was just it was just this guy's little bit of a touch to the old game that made it a little more I don't know, player interactive or whatever.
1: Yeah, like that's the thing that I think is awesome. It's that there's a high level of interaction and choices in the game, which again, like now this here's another thing. This game goes up to 6 players. Wow. Yeah, so, you know, if, if you got, uh, you know, like, uh, granted, like, you know, Tom Vassell couldn't play with all of his kids at the same time, that's still pretty big. That's a pretty big family game because usually they're only up to four. But, so, I was, I was curious, like, uh, you know, because I know you play a lot of games with Logan and such. Does this sound something like that would be up your alley? Like, you know, do you have an interest in this?
0: You know, what's funny is I will tell you when you, we were kind of talking about getting on and talking about this episode, I did not have any interest. Whatsoever, And it's funny, too, because we've talked about this in the past. It's like, just because you don't like... Like, for me, like, when you said a dog's life, I'm thinking, that's weird, that doesn't sound very fun. You know, it's like, I, I have a dog, and I love my dog, and I've seen his life, it's not exciting, but, you know, but then as you're explaining it, you know, and stuff like that, it's it's cool. I could see where I would like it, because it's got that crunchiness to it, but also I can see where Logan would like it, because he'd be like, oh, i want to pee everywhere! You know, just because he's, he's got... He's got my sensibilities, so and it's funny because I and I, I like that we're doing this episode. I'm not trying to like tune our horns, our horns too hard, but it's like the fact that you were you want to put this in the forefront. You know how many people would see this and go, okay, this kind of looks like this would be the game for me. You know, so now we're kind of bringing it to the forefront, saying, you know what, this just isn't just a rehash of an old game. It's got more to it.
1: Yeah, see, that's the thing. It's like. The cover, I mean, it just shows, like a, like, a golden lab with, like, a newspaper or whatever. It looks, like, very simple. And the one fear I have for the game is that someone might just overlook it because of that. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't, you know, it's, like, how can you really show, like, those mechanics or how deep it is while still trying to get that family audience? Like, it's one of those things, like, you know, I look at it and go, oh, I don't, like, I don't know if that would catch your eye or not. But at the same time, like, you know, I don't know what I would change, per se, Like, maybe just, like, a couple of, like, taglines, maybe. Like, variable powers, and, like, each dog is unique. Something that would click to a gamer's brain, but parents would be like, yeah, variable power, sure, why not? And, like, still go for it anyway.
2: Because I'm just assuming that, like, when parents play with their kids, it's like they play, like, the nice, sweet games that, you know, it's not going to really do much... And then when they play their games, they play, like, the ruthless hardcore games. But with this one, there's a little bit of uh, ruthlessness because you can also, when you're moving the dog catcher vehicle, uh, you get to choose its location. Yeah, like, it's, like, and And wherever, wherever it's pointing at is where it has to go. So you can aim it while it's going into the direction of a dog. And... The next player to move the dog catcher they can't back up so they know they're gonna have to move it forward closer to that dog
1: yeah and now one thing is uh and i know this makes for great audio but if you take a look kurt you'll see like um it's actually like nice size miniatures also fully painted of each dog
0: wow so yeah, that's wonderful looking
1: yeah so it's like one of those things again for like little kids this will also be like you know a cute thing to have where like you know they can play with like their dog toys and everything else and, like, they're actually, like, oddly well-detailed. Like, one of the dogs has, like, a gold chain and a hat hanging off of its head, and it looks good. And, like, the Whippet has, like, aviator goggles and, like, a purple scarf, like, you know, dangling in the wind and everything. The one thing, like, uh, we, we did get to play with... Because like, we've played this probably about, like, half a dozen times already now. Because I was like, I want to try each dog to see if I can live up to the strengths and all that. Uh, one of our buddies his daughter doesn't like confrontation games like she likes mainly co-op style so the fact that you could like fight other dogs for things like he was like i don't know how she'll handle that we suggested like the idea of you know if you wanted to make it like with kitty gloves it's that if you fight another dog you get half of it so basically that means you can just take a token of the same type so in other words like they ripped the newspaper in half and now both dogs have half a newspaper so they can still deliver or something or like the bones like, you know, this way, like because it's funny because like when we were playing it, he was using the cop dog. He never went to find his own bone. He waited until Kim and I found bones and then he came charging at us and attacks.
0: <laughs> so he, was hope kind he doesn't of, do I hope he doesn't do that to his kid.
1: Yeah. So we're like, that's more of a Cujo play than a, uh, a German Shepherd.
0: Yeah. Well, another way to think about it, too, is like if if you're going to have the fighting aspect Fighting aspect of it too. You could just be like, "Hey, they're just playing tug of war with a bone, and then whoever wins that tug of war gets that bone." Yeah. You know, make it. You know, make it a. You know, you can. It's just like any game. You can tailor it to you know what you think is is the right way. You know, you don't always have to say like if you're playing this one game and for some reason it has some kind of killing in it, you could change it and be like, you know what, this is this, is, this person isn't really doing it. Like, say it's putting somebody to sleep or something like that, you know, something that's not as hardcore as what it what it originally has.
1: Yeah, and it's, um, so, like, that's the thing. It's, like, we were, like, you know, three adults playing this game together. And so, of course, when we were playing it, it was infinitely more aggressive, <laughs> more than it had, it had any need to be. But one of the other things I did enjoy, though, was that just the fact that each of the dogs play a little differently. It was cool, like trying to find out like, you know, how to make those strengths work in your favor, which, again, is like it's something I mean, granted, I haven't really played a lot of family games because, you know, we're adults and we don't have kids. But it's like that being said, this was actually something that fit the bill, like the fact that we played it half a dozen times was like to me a little crazy. You know, I was like, wow, I can't believe like how good this thing is, you know, considering.
0: And I will say just because we've kind of talked about it a little bit. and But, I, you know, I think don't limit yourself. If you go in and you see a game that you like and you're like, oh, it's a family game. Don't be like, hey, just because we don't have a family. Like you are a family. You don't have a child, <laughs> but you're still a family. You know, you can still play those games. It's not don't you can't be you don't have to be beholden to that kind of thing.
1: True, which I mean, you yeah, it does make me feel better. The fact that we we win half a dozen rounds in this thing.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Well, it, it makes me and it, it makes me liken back to the back to when you guys talked about uh, and I can't remember the full name of this game, but uh, the storybook one about the Little Prince. I forget it's after that little storybook. Oh, yeah. I can't um, remember what it's called. What was it? Build uh, build me a planet or something. The Little Prince game that we played at uh, Con.
2: There's two of them. I don't know which one.
0: I think it's like a, you know, it's like a little prince and he's riding on clouds or something like that. I yeah, I with the planes remember. and the clouds and the stars. <clears> yeah, <throat> so. I,
2: can't yeah I can't remember
0: what it was. But, you know, when we were at Gen Con, I actually saw they had that there. And they had the other game, cool. too. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I should pick that up. And, of course, I totally, you know, <laughs> things got distracted and I didn't pick it up. But it's like I like having spotlights on games like this because, again... If you guys hadn't talked about it, I wouldn't have, I might not have given a second chance because the the box cover looks cool, but because, you know, sometimes, and I know other people do this, they look at a box cover, and if that, you know, intrigues them right away, they'll take a look at it. Otherwise, they won't even give it a second shot.
1: Yeah, now, one thing that's pretty cool is, um this is on Kickstarter right now because it is like that remake. Uh, it's running until September seventh, like until pretty late on the day, no less. I'm looking up real quick. They basically, it's basically like 50 bucks, free shipping, and they also have this bonkers edition for 120 that comes with like 30 extra dogs, <laughs> which wow. is unbelievable. It's like this is one thing also that I found pretty entertaining. If you ever go on YouTube, if you look up uh, Tillman the skateboarding dog. It's this bulldog that actually likes to skate. He knows how to skateboard, so already a dog is more talented than me, which is ridiculous. <laughs> but he just likes going on these boards, and he actually rides them even on curves and inclines and everything. As a stretch goal, they put Tillman in the game. So you can play the skateboarding bulldog in the game. And the other thing that I think is hilarious is... Did you ever see those round D6s at conventions and stuff like that? Like the rolling d six?
0: Oh, yeah, I haven't seen those in a very long time. But, yes, I know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, so they upgraded the D6 in the game to a round D6, so it's now a dog ball that you roll for nice. the dice. <laughs> That's and, awesome. Uh, they also added Belly the Golden Retriever, which you may remember from the infamous meme of I Have No Idea What I'm Doing, the dog at the computer. Nice. Belly's in the game, and they're also working on uh, Memo, the Beagle. So i got to admit, it is pretty cute, it is pretty entertaining, but it's also the family game that gamers can get into. So, uh, I, like I said, it's one of those things that I wanted to make sure like we threw a little bit of attention this way, because uh, it was really cool of them to ask if we want to check this out, and I'm really glad I got a chance to, because like I said, I haven't played anything else by Bollinger since Archipelago, and I'm like, I want to try more of his games. And this thing is good. Like, I mean, even after so many plays, I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll play it again. I'm down for doing it again. Yep, that says a lot. So just remember, everyone, uh, go check out A Dog's Life. Walk a mile in their paws and be a canine hero. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was really hoping uh, for, like, dog puns or something to be on their cover, but I guess they're going straight-laced on it. <laughs> it though the do and the the miniatures are barkingly beautiful. I
2: don't
0: know. <laughs> oh, there
1: you go. Oh, and one last thing. Uh, another pretty... Uh, Cool deal is this game is pretty much set and done. Their goal is to have shipping done before Christmas. So I mean, uh, assuming things go well for them, that's actually a really nice release window too.
0: Yeah. So you have to wait a whole year just to get your game.
1: Yeah. It's not like back this now and then after we're done doing our three D sculpts, you'll see it in early twenty
0: nineteen. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh my God! We gotta meet Kingdom Dog Monster. <laughs> <laughs> with over 600 miniatures.
2: <laughs> they also have a nice little, uh, not trivia, but like facts about reasons why dogs do what they do. Yeah, that's that
1: cool. was that was actually another thing in the book. Yeah, it was like it tells you why uh, you know these habits happen with dogs and everything. I was like, that's pretty dope too. It's like it's like a little learning something for kids as well.
0: Yeah, it's it's all involved. It's not just hey, here's a dog game, go play it.
1: Pretty much. So. All right, so I think that's pretty much it. So just remember, go check this one out, and uh, and if you decide to back it, let them know that mm-hmm. the MFG cast sent you.
2: Legends of Tabletop Podcast, creating legends one die at a time.